This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brandon Spinner and Michael Burns. And welcome to Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. I'm Brandon Spinner, your host tonight. Usually I have Michael Burns over here on the right side of your screen if you're watching on YouTube. He is usually my co-host, but he's out on assignment and location this week. He will be joining us next week as this week is going to be more of an abbreviated podcast, not really diving too much into bourbon, even though I do have a pour uh, going with Penelope this week. Um, and we're not really going to do too much into baseball here this week as well. Real quick, do want to welcome you in if you are a new listener to Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon, a baseball podcast. We talk bourbon, we talk baseball, where our proof is high as well as our heat. So high proof, high heat is our slogan. It's our motto. And uh, we talk bourbon and baseball because it's two of America's pastimes. It's two things that both Michael and myself love. And speaking of love, we love hearing from you. Head on over to our YouTube page. We've gotten a lot of feedback about that. Great stuff coming from our YouTube page. We'd love for you to join us. You can always watch us there. Some of you watching right now. Hello. Hello to you YouTubers. So thank you for joining in. We are on YouTube at Barrels and Barrels Pod. We're over 200 subscribers at this point. Really starting to grow. And also there's exclusive content that you can only find on YouTube. So we would love for you to go join that there uh, and listen there. Maybe chime in, interact with us there. We're on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook all under the same handle, at Barrels and Barrels Pod. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook where we are probably have our biggest following there. And then on Twitter, at Barrels and Barrels on Twitter. We are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Google, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. If you're listening on Spotify... If you're listening on Apple, please do me a favor, scroll to the bottom or scroll to the top, wherever it is on that app, and leave us a rating or a review. We would love to hear one of the two, whether that is a review or just the rating, five stars hopefully, but we'd love to hear what you guys think about our podcasts. And uh, yeah, we do this because we like to talk about both bourbon and baseball, but we love to bring you guys some something to think about, maybe something to talk about, and uh, we hope that you have fun with this. Not, again, driving into any bourbon today, but we will be talking some baseball Earlier this year, we talked with a sports gambler before the season started uh, from the college kids, Matt Meltevis, who is very, very good at what he does. The college kids, as well as the entire crew at thephillygodfather.com, very, very good sports handicappers. They currently hold a ticket on the Denver Nuggets that they put in September that I followed on uh, to win the NBA championship. So that just tells you how good they are at what they do, that they're able to have the foresight to look in the future to see what the potential is and where the value is on some of these teams and how you can make some money. So we're going to talk to him here in just a few minutes about what's going on in the baseball world, how this season so far, the first few games of the season, what trends he may be seeing, and uh, what to look forward for for that. So again, thank you for joining Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. Let's go talk with Matt. And now I welcome in a second-time guest uh, on Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball Podcast. We welcome back Matt Melteps from the College Kids, also thephillygodfather.com. You can follow him and all of his crew at TCK underscore experience. They're on Twitter, Instagram, and their YouTube channel, uh, which you can also find barrels and barrels on as well as we uh co-host and co-stream with their youtube page so matt welcome back in how you doing my man how's it been the last couple of weeks and months i've been good man uh every day's a blessing there's a saying that i love it says the uh kingdom of god is spread throughout the earth but people do not see it so every day i try to see it 
Yeah. And that's how I'm trying to live my life, man. Just every day, yeah, one day at a time. Every day is a blessing. Awesome. And uh, you're out in Philadelphia, part of the phillygodfather.com, the, the Philly crew. Um, baseball season, we're two months in. Uh, we had you on right before opening day. Uh, you gave out feature of the Braves in the ALE. So far, so good. They're looking pretty good. Uh, but now we're two months into the season. What are the biggest surprises that you've noticed so far within all of baseball? So I want to say the biggest surprise, but the biggest tech takeaway is there's more scoring. Mm-hmm. All right, if you look at the top seven teams in scoring, they all score more than five runs per game, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas last year, there was only one team that scored more than five runs per game. You go through the bottom teams in terms of scoring. This year, I think there's maybe four under four runs per game. Last year, there was like seven. So there's a whole lot more scoring, and that probably relates to the rule changes and whatnot. And it's something to see with these uh, summer months coming in. So we'll see. Yeah, so you think the, the new rules uh, are playing a big effect on that? I think they're playing a huge effect. I mean, the results don't lie. You look at the scoring numbers, and then you look at last year without those rules, and you just see the difference. Yeah. So are books adjusting that over-under number? Um, have you noticed that so far in the two months, or has it been around where it usually is this far into the season? I know it generally is around 8.5 to 9, depending on the pitching matchup and all that and weather conditions. But have you noticed just a, an early trend this year that those numbers are a little higher? So, yeah, I mean, last year with the best pitchers on the mound, you know, let's say it was DeGrom and another ace, right, number one. You might see that line a little bit lower as now they're giving the little edge to the over, a um, little more half half a point, seven and a half, whatnot. Um, we also see that, like you said, if you look at the board today, you know, this game's going off, a lot of eight and a half, nines. And as these summer months come in, you're going to see these totals. I mean, nine's pretty high. That's a key number. I mean, if you start seeing nine and a half, ten, ten and a half, more elevens, Mm-hmm. You know, you used to only see 11 in Colorado. Right. And that, like, you might, I, I, we'll see what the books do if they adjust accordingly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Colorado, we had a game in Mexico a couple of weeks ago, which was a wild yeah. number. How do you guys um, handicap for a, an area that hasn't had a baseball game in that long or the conditions we don't really have much about? Do you just not touch the game? Or uh, I know you guys were on the over in game one, which was 15 and a half, and there was 21 runs. So cash that ticket. But how do you um, factor in in a ballpark that really there's not been action in in a long time? Well, you're a weatherman, so you know yeah. how it is out there, you know, <laughs> how yeah. that affects the game. So, I mean, it all depends, right? And you're looking at previous matchups. You're looking at pitchers. You're looking at pitcher matchups. You're taking all these different, you know, variables into account. And if you believe that you're going to beat the number, like at the end of the day, it's a market, right? If I'm purchasing 15 mm-hmm. and a half, and I, I know from everyone I'm calling, I'm making phone calls, people down there, like I'm making phone calls, people West Coast, offshore, all these different places. And I'm making all these calls. We're talking about this. We're talking about that. And I think this game's going to, you know, go to 17, 18, which obviously we saw the number drastically move. Right. I'm going to bet it because there's so much value there. You're getting mm-hmm. three runs of value. Come on, man. Like imagine like you get 15 and a half and that game closes 18 and a half. Let's just say, I forget what it closed. 
Yeah. But that's tremendous value and that, you know, it's like stock market, right? You purchase Disney stock at a hundred bucks and it goes 140. It's kind of right. a similar thing, just in the sports betting market. Uh, and now that we are at the warmer weather months, um, usually that means more run scoring. How do you handle the summer months when it comes to handicapping? Um, is it all weather-based? Is it, uh, do you pay a much more attention to that or is there one other variable that jumps in there? So weather is a huge factor, as you know. Uh, but now there's an important thing. Within, at the beginning of the season, you don't have any data, right? Right. But you have some data, but now you have two months worth of data of play for this mm -hmm. season and new you know, variables to the teams, new additions, and guys that get hurt, guys that are left, whatnot. All and right? new rules, right? Now, and the new rules. And new you rules, now have this, the rules. data on that. Now you have data. Exactly. And not just that, now you have data on pitchers, right? These pitchers, you start seeing their velocity numbers go down as the season goes, right? They're pitching them too much. You know, mm -hmm. he's out there 104 pitches, 110 pitches out there for an inning too long, right? And then you're looking at the numbers and you see dip. Okay, well, this guy, this fastball isn't what it should be, right? Now it's mm -hmm. down. It's down, you know, a whole mile and a half. Well, guess what? That's a whole different dynamic to the game now like mm -hmm. especially in these hot months with this with these new rules a combination of different factors so yeah there's definitely a lot to take in and a lot to be uh wary about and you gotta watch every move you take every side you take every total you take and it's not easy taking unders in these hot months <laughs> especially with what's all this data that's coming out with more runs being scored new rule changes summer months mm -hmm. coming in it's a game changer. So with the new rules, the pitch clock, I think, has probably been the biggest one that people notice the most. I've noticed that I think it affects some of the heavier pitchers in the game. Have you noticed mm -hmm. that, and have you trended towards betting against them or betting the over in those games? I like. I know Alec Manoa has been the one that probably has been hit the He's hardest. He's trouble. And Lance Lynn uh, as well. So I've, I've actually, just to pick up on your point, we've actually – I don't want to say faded, but we've bet against Alec Manoa a couple of different times this season. Mm -hmm. And those are one of the factors. Now, that's not the only factor, but that's one of the factors you factor in. If you're noticing, this guy's a little bit bigger. He's not as in shape. He has a pitch clock, right? And, you know, whether it's hot or whatnot, now he's all out of focus. He's all out of uh, rhythm. And pitchers, mm -hmm. they rely a lot on the rhythm. You ask any pitcher. So that's definitely a factor we've been, you know, keeping an eye on. Yeah, I know that they the Brewers were playing them today, and I think that you guys were on the Brewers uh, versus Manoa, yes. who who was on the mound. Um, so uh, we have made it through two months. There have been some surprises with teams, some that have jumped off to a hotter than expected start. Tampa Rays, uh, the Oakland True. Athletics, also terrible. Um, so what kind of values out there right now? We're two months in, so about fifty five games. What value are you looking for maybe in futures bets that wasn't there on opening day? So if you're looking at a World Series bet, we have Seattle Mariners that have been struggling. And as uh, I think you know, I know, our buddy 8-Ball has a future in Seattle Mariners. Me and too. right now, I mean, depending on where, where you shop, yeah, uh, you know, you can get a pretty good 2-to-1, if not more. Uh, and you know, they have early struggles, but they have a couple of good guys, good aces on that team, right? You have Logan Gilbert, who's a good young guy. 
some other guys. So that's something to keep an eye on if you're looking for a value play. Well, eight ball, you know, his futures, they call, I started calling him the future king and everybody yeah. ran off with it. But <laughs> um, yeah, something to keep an eye on. Uh, well, you guys are all the future king. You guys are all the future king. You're on the yeah. Nuggets. Jumped on that back in September. Yeah. Uh, and the mm-hmm. NBA Finals are kicking off tonight, or is that tomorrow night? Tomorrow. Th- tomorrow. Thursday. Tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Seattle Mariners plus 3,200 right now uh, on FanDuel. Obviously, shop around. Uh, what What do you think about a team like the Brewers or the, the Cardinals who have – history of playing in the playoffs they're at plus 2800 for the brewers plus 3200 for the cardinals is there value there or is that just still uh, they don't have a a well enough rounded team so to me throughout the you know a couple of i don't want to say years but the brewers and cardinals have not been my favorite teams and that goes for the way they play uh first of all i don't know if they have the i don't know if milwaukee has the hitting Mm -hmm. and their pitchers, you know, we have some good pitchers on there. You have Burns and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, in the past they had Peralta, Burns, and other guys. But yeah. some – yeah, Woodruff. I was trying to think of a name that escaped me. But for some reason they never perform up to par when it comes time to. Mm-hmm. So those teams I've really stood away. They don't seem to be playoff performers. In the playoffs, you know, it's a different game. It's not right. the same game as the regular season. And that goes for any sport, whether you're in the NFL, you're in the NBA, or you're in the MLB. Just look at the NBA, right? You have Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. And they're an eight seed, but they went to the playoffs and now they're in the championship. So, yeah, those aren't my favorites. But I do think, you know, Seattle is a good value play. I agree with April. Now, here's another value question I have for you. The New York Mets, if they're healthy, that rotation theoretically is one of the best in baseball. And they're at 20 to 1 right now. Would you say that there's value there since they've had a rough start to the season? So, any team that has been injury and you know, is not performing up to par, there might be some value. Uh, I'd have to go back to my numbers and check exactly. But, I mean, you got some guys up there. They did lose to Grom last year, right? He went to Texas, but they replaced mm-hmm. them and got Scherzer and whatnot. So got some guys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, two-headed monster of Scherzer and Verlander. And then uh, if Sango, who's that rookie out of uh, Japan, I believe, Sango. if he's, he's a solid three. The only three. problem with him is he just, in my opinion, he's walking too many people and that seems to be a common uh theme in you know his game so far if you look at his game logs and that kind of scares me a little bit Mm -hmm. about senga but i think as time obviously goes along he'll get more control and whatnot but verlander big threat scherzer big threat but they are a little older so Uh, and one last division I want to look at is the AL East. Right now, Tampa Bay is heavily juiced at minus 230, but that's a very competitive division. Uh, the Yankees at plus 400, Toronto at plus 900, Baltimore at plus 1,000, and Boston, um, who I think is only like six or seven games back, even though they're in last place in the division, is at plus 4,000 right now. Any value in the AL East? So... The way I'm looking at it, I mean, I haven't bet anything, but <laughs> the Rays, they've been on fire, and they have to slow down. I think they're winning at 68% win clip, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to find some value. I mean, look at teams, when they norm- what their normal winning percentages are. It's like a couple years, uh, maybe last year or the year before, Dodgers were, had a crazy win rate. So we just start betting against them because the it's a regression by means, mm-hmm. right? So. If they start regressing, I mean, there might be some value on some of the on the number in terms of some of these other teams. 
But, I mean, <laughs> that race teams are scary. So. Oh, they're definitely scary, and they just got another win today. Yeah, 69% is what they're winning at right now. 69%. Uh, yeah. Not a bad clip. You do that through the entire year. You're uh, you're making the playoffs. Uh, well, thank you. Earlier this year, you gave out the Braves AL East. Uh, they're looking good. Anything else that you want to toss out there? Maybe thoughts? Uh, last year, so the Phillies. The Phillies started off really bad, and they came back, and they went to the World Series, and they were close to winning it, right? Is there a team right now yeah. that you could see that happening with? The Phillies again, maybe. So not – no, I don't believe the Phillies can. I mean, they have – obviously, we talked about injuries and yeah. whatnot. But I usually like to see how things progress, especially – we're still – how many games are we in? 55 exactly? to 57 for some teams. So we're about like a third of the way. And mm-hmm. usually like halfway through the season – uh, like I remember talking to April, I was like Philly fifty to one, like that. it was forty nine to one or fifty to one. Yeah, we were talking back and forth, and we were talking about you know how everything was matching up with the conference and division and everything and possible matchups in the playoffs and whatnot. So I think it's still a little early for that. Mm-hmm. I think halfway through the season, maybe I'll come back on the podcast. Yeah. maybe I give something out. Yeah, so uh, about 40 more games or so because there's there, there's still 100 games for most of these teams to play, 105. Still early, Yeah, man. still very early. Uh, and uh, some of these divisions are extremely tight. Well, Matt, thank you again for joining us. Uh, always, it's a pleasure to have you on, you and all the crew. And you can always find Matt and the crew on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at TCK underscore experience and thephillygodfather.com. Thank you very much. Love coming on, and I'll be on again if you're welcome. Oh, you're always welcome, my brother. Always welcome. Appreciate that, man, man. And once again, we want to thank Matt Maltepis from thephillygodfather.com and the college kids for joining in yet again, giving us that gambling advice and just some thoughts on what to keep an eye on if you are planning on gambling. Uh, I use FanDuel. I'm not sponsored by them. Sometimes I use Hard Rock Sportsbook uh, as well as uh, DraftKings. So whatever is best for you, what I'll always just tell you is have multiple apps and shop around for the best number because sometimes one book has a better number than the other book and you're getting better value there if the numbers are the same. Uh, But yeah, go check them out, thephillygodfather.com. They are fantastic at what they do. And speaking of fantastic at what they do, we've had a couple of baseball players who had a great week. Now, Michael's not here, so we're not going to go deep into depth uh, on baseball this week, but... I did want to just mention a couple of players who won Player of the Week. Julio Rodriguez, Seattle Mariners. Uh, Michael last week talked about how he was having a rough start to his season. He came back with a heck of a week last week. 14 for 30, two home runs, four doubles for Mariners team that uh, really starting to come together. Last week they were eh, they were oh so-so, but now they're starting to put some wins together uh, as they are still not at the top of the standings in their division. They're actually in fourth place, but they do have an above 500 record right now as they are just four, uh, four and a half games behind in the wild card. They're seven games back in the division behind Texas, but they're 28 and 27 coming into play on Wednesday after losing the first two to the Yankees. Uh, so Julio Rodriguez had a great week. He did have that OPS of 1.284. Another name to toss out there is a rookie who in his second week in the big leagues, uh, Matt McLean of the Cincinnati Reds got NL player of the week, 15 for 31. Yeah, he batted just about 500 in his second week in the bigs at 484. He had two home runs, three doubles, Scored nine runs at an OPS of 1.317. 
he is really playing very good baseball, and it's going to be something that they're going to have to keep an eye on because Matt McLean's been playing shortstop uh, for the Reds, but they've got a very, 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 very good prospect right now in the minors who is tearing it up and could be called up later on this week, maybe even tomorrow, uh, depending on how the schedule lines up. But uh, that could be a name to watch for. McLean may have to move to second base. They may have to move Jonathan India. But McLean coming up uh, has really um, changed the game for the Reds, who are only three games back of the lead in that division currently uh, as they are 25-29. and 29. Who would have thought even a couple weeks ago that they would be here towards the top? But they uh, they have a lot of good rookies in the minors. The number six best prospect in baseball. Uh, so we're going to have to see if Ellie comes up later on this week. Uh, so that is it with the prospects. Normally we do give out both of our power rankings. Michael is again on location. Uh, he didn't get his power rankings in. I do want to give you my top ten real quick. Tampa Bay right there at number one, as they've been since we started. Texas continues to rake there at number two. My third team right now is the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, they had a little bit of a rougher weekend as they did lose to Texas. And they uh, also uh, lost a game earlier today. Um, but again, this was before that ranking. Uh, the ranking was before that game earlier today, but uh, they did fall flat in their afternoon matinee. The Dodgers stay in fourth. The New York Yankees jump up one in my rankings, as do the Astros. So it goes Yankees, Astros, 5-6. Atlanta Braves down to seven after a rough stretch, and they lost to the Athletics earlier this week, which has uh, only been done 11 times this year. The A's have 11 wins only this year. They're like 11 and 47. Uh, the Angels uh, in ninth, and the Toronto Blue Jays make a comeback into the top ten as they jump up four spots. Uh, that's a team that has been bouncing in and out of my top ten for the last couple of weeks. So Tampa, Texas, Baltimore, L.A. Dodgers, New York Yankees, Houston Astros, Atlanta Braves, Arizona Diamondbacks, Los Angeles Angels, and the Toronto Blue Jays round out my top ten. Thanks again for listening to Barrels and Barrels, of bourbon and baseball podcast. We appreciate you, the listener, the viewer, wherever you're watching. You can watch on YouTube. That is youtube.com backslash at Barrels and Barrels Pod. You can always get exclusive videos there as well as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. So don't forget to subscribe there. Go follow us on Instagram at Barrels and Barrels Pod, Facebook at Barrels and Barrels Pod, and Twitter at Barrels and Barrels. If you want stickers, if you want some memorabilia, we've got t-shirts. We're going to do a hat order here soon. Email barrelsandbarrels at gmail.com. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Please, please, please do us a favor. Leave us that rating. Leave us a review. Let us know what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast. We're hoping to make this the best experience for you uh, and give you some more knowledge, not only about bourbon, but also about baseball and uh, maybe make you some money along the way when it comes to gambling tips as well. So thank you again for listening in. Uh, we will have another full in-depth episode next week when Mikey rejoins me. But for that, all I have to say is thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your night and let's go. Oh, <laughs>